You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, 97.1 The Fan. It is Tuesday, November 20th, and we are inching closer and closer and closer to the game. Mm-hmm. We're here, Maddie. It's the week, man. It's rivalry week. It's starting to get lit. It's yeah. starting to get lit. We'll have some reaction to what Karan Higney did in the, said in the second block. We got some more urban stuff from one of the... Uh, Biggest names in sports media, is that safe to say? Of course. Of um, course he is, man. We'll get to that. But, for I mean, how you doing today? I, I, look, I'm I'm starting to really get excited about the game, but I can't – my mind can't get past what's coming on Thursday at about, you know, 12, 31 o'clock where I sit on the couch and I got that first plate in front of me. Um, I mean, look, where are you with cranberry stuff? Because the, the cranberry thing is an item that I just don't need. I think it's one of the most highly overrated oh. – um, parts of Thanksgiving. It's trash. Get it out of here. I um I like a cranberry sauce. I like it um I like it sparingly because you get a little bite, you know, with maybe some uh some chopped green onion on there. You get a little bite with a, a Wait, nice what? cranberry sauce what? and a green and a piece onions. of turkey. Yeah, you guys don't have that? On cranberry sauce? Yeah. Everything. No, you got the, you got that. the sweet, you kinda got that uh the savory with the turkey, and then you put that little uh little green onion on there. Man, it's good eating. You maybe I'm it. maybe I'm sleep. I've never I've never heard of that, but no, cranberry sauce I have I've never really done. But my mom, she does it right. Because we don't really do a traditional Thanksgiving. We have some of your traditional uh, meals, but we also do ribs, fried mm. chicken, lasagna, maybe a meatloaf. Oh my. Things like I mean, that. so you I guys mean, go all out. It's all, it's, it's all it's been It's not in even play. just about the turkey. It's no, it, everything else. Everything's in play. I don't know what she's got up her sleeve. I did put in a request for it. She's got like this nice little mac and cheese thing she does where she puts mm. all type of different, five different cheeses in that thing. That's what I'm excited about. It's going to be 50% mac and cheese, my first plate. Then it's going to be turkey stuffing, greens, probably cornbread. Got to go with the cornbread. And a nice man. glass That's an of sweet tea. All right. A nice glass of sweet tea. Now, my mom does sweet tea. She takes it to a whole nother, whole nother stratosphere with the sugar, which I really appreciate because I don't need what I would like to call watered-down sweet tea. You know, sometimes you get sure. sweet teas that aren't sweet. Give me some sugar in there. Make me feel like I'm on a, a sugar high, and that's exactly what my like mom's doing. Like a nice doing. little cane sweet tea or hot chicken takeover sweet tea because those suckers will punch you in the face right. with sugar. I'm going to say this. You're probably going to be disappointed. All right. I've never had hot chicken takeover. No? No. Never had it? No. It's a Columbus staple, man. I know it's it delicious. is. I know it is. And people, I see people tweeting out stuff all the time. The pictures look amazing. But I, I guess I'm asleep on that. I need to get down there and check it out. I heard their ranch is amazing. Oh, yeah. When you do oh, ranch, man. you got to do like the thin ranch. It is. It's thin ranch and it's ice cold. That's they have the it, only like, way to do it. They have it in a bucket of ice. Do they That really? way it's ice cold with the hot chicken, man. It's uh, it's so good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, have to check that out. Yeah, I think you should. We got a uh, good old Ted and Bob <laughs> here at the, at the station just waving at us here <laughs> while we're doing this little podcast. No, but I'm with you, Maddie. I think my first plate. See, the thing with me, I got to go two different places on Thanksgiving Day. So I'll go hang out with my family yes. for probably the first half of the Bears game. And they do these like jalapeno poppers mm. that are fantastic. That you get great. a little, um, you know, grind up sausage yeah. in there and the, jala- and the actual jalapeno, some cheese in there. It's delicious. So I'll probably yeah, do that. Works. 
Uh, maybe maybe a couple of uh, adult soda pops to start out with oh. the Bears game, and then we go to Meredith's later that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, so we'll be eating there. Her mom makes the best sweet potatoes in the world, cornbread, all the all the good things in yeah. the world, man. But I'm I'm with you. I I can't wait for Thanksgiving. No doubt about it. All right, let's get into this game. Urban stepped to the podium yesterday, as he does every Monday, uh, to talk about the Maryland game, to talk a little bit about Michigan. Here is Urban on what was the biggest storyline coming out of the game, and that's the defensive struggles against the Terrapins. Guess I should turn the volume up. That's oh. all right. Well, a bunch of things happened. Obviously, it was uh, uh, very alarming to see that I thought we uh, started to crack the rock the last two weeks as far as playing good defense, elimination of big plays, and then uh, obviously it was it was a, it was not good. And so uh, we're not blaming people, whether it be missed tackle, alignment, uh, scheme, whatever it is. It's just a matter of getting ready for this one. So yeah, we uh, watched it with the defense and. Uh, uh, just it was not good. Another thing that he mentioned, look, you heard him say right there, and we saw with our own, you know, four sets of no, two sets of eyes. Did I do math? Two sets, of, yeah, two, two sets, sets of, of eyes, eyes four, four eyeballs, eyeballs total. Total, yes. Yeah. But we saw it, Beam, and he mentioned yesterday um, that the missed tackles, man, that that was really what was really getting under his skin when he watched the film because that stuff cannot happen this week, especially when we talk about Karan Higdon, your guy DPJ, my guy Tariq Black. Look, sometimes you're gonna have a guy on the enemy that you just like, right? It works for sure. me. I like Antonio Brown. I like AJ Green guys like that. I've always liked Tariq Black. Baker Mayfield, your guy. Come on, man. Don't do that. Dude. You know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. But the biggest thing, right, is going to be getting these guys down on the ground yeah. immediately this week because they have some really good playmakers. And when you go back and watch that game, Beam, there was a ton of missed tackles, and that killed Ohio State. And it will really kill you this week when you play a much better team in Michigan. Yeah, of course it will. I mean, you look at – you know, it's not very far. We have to go back to look at, um, you know, the entire season to say the the missed tackling has been a giant woe for Ohio State. Uh, but yeah, Maddie, you just you need to focus. You know that Michigan is going to try to get those guys in space, right? Like that's going to be their yeah. ultimate weapon. They're going to try and run a few little, you know, flare out screens. They're going to try and run people over the middle. Uh, you saw it with Hamler. You saw the Penn State game. You know, you saw what. Um, TCU did with their two guys out there and so it's going to be the same thing you know you look at Tariq Black and you look at guys like Donovan People Jones and and that's why they're so scary is because not only can they beat you over the top and can they go up and jump up uh, and get a ball but they're so shifty man on the outside so you're going to have to be able to watch them and so tackling in space is going to be huge for this Ohio State defense which to be honest it's lacked all year you know Mm -hmm. here we are and we're getting ready for the game this week and we're still talking about the defensive issues so you know Greg Shiano those guys over there at the Woody Hayes facility, I'm sure, you know, are game planning relentlessly right now. But it's going to be, it's going to come down to if you can tackle or not. You know, we saw missed tackles last week against Maryland almost burn you, you know. And so you do that this weekend against Michigan, and there's no doubt in my mind uh, that those, the maize and blue could come out, you know, walk out of the horseshoe with a win that they haven't had uh, in a long, long time. So it's going to be something to watch for sure. But, you know, at the same time, you have to think like, all right, it's Ohio State, Michigan, man. Anything can happen. So it's just, there's so many storylines and everything. But yeah, you're right. You got to keep those guys. Yeah, no doubt. They're really good playmakers. You got to respect what they do. And if you don't, you'll see a lot of big plays. And look, Ohio State has been, um, you can, you can, they can be had with the big plays. We saw another 80 yard touchdown this week from Maryland. um, And that team's an inferior opponent. Here's Urban talking about the offense so far. Well, we're an evaluation friendly business. I would evaluate, you know, other than I think we have seven fumbles for the uh, seven turnovers, I believe, or I think it's seven fumbles. Uh, That's always my concern. Uh, my concern, if you recall, several weeks ago was red zone offense and, and balance. And you're seeing our guys have worked tremendously hard at that. Uh, I think Ryan Day has done a phenomenal job. Um, 
doing and, and you don't try to force the, you know the square peg in a round hole and say okay we're going to run JT's offense or uh, T-Bone or Braxton offense you're going to run the Alex Smith you're going to run the Chris Leak offense that we've had to do and we've researched the archives but this game's changed so much anyway so I think our offense staff's done a pretty good job, and obviously the players, I think, have done a very good job. Look, this hasn't been the problem. This has not been the problem. You had Dwayne go for 400. Um, you had J.K. with an absolute monster game, 30-plus sure. carries in this 37 game. 37 carries, Unbelievable, man. right? So, look, but they needed everything. They needed every all yard, of that. Every which is, yard. Which is so sad, and you talk about this week where you – you know you're probably not going to get that much yardage. You know you're not. So you're going to have to hit on some big plays. The thing that's going to be interesting to me is we haven't seen a lot, if any, trick plays at all from Ohio State this year. No. Right? And I think no. this week would be the week that you could throw that out there because you know that you're not, for, for the most part, you're not going to be able to line up and just punch Michigan in the mouth. It's just it's not going to happen. You're talking about arguably the best defense in college football all year long. Sure. So that's going to be something that I would love to see, Beam, is for them to put some type of wrinkle in this game, whether it's Dwayne catching a pass, whether it's Tate coming in for some type of wrinkle, even though that could be fairly obvious. you got to do something. you got to take risks this week because I think points are going to be at a premium. So maybe it comes on special teams, fake field goal, fake punt, something like that. Really take a shot and get after Michigan because I just can't see them lining up like JK running at 37, 37 times or, you know, Dwayne throwing it 400 yards. Not, I just for, that, see it. not for that many yards. No, not way. for five and I, a half. I, just, per I would clip. be surprised, no. honestly. I would be honestly surprised if Dwayne Haskins threw for 270 this week. <sighs> because here's the thing their defense is great. It's a great defense, yeah, but also we got to remember if Winovich doesn't go, that's going to allow him to get some time, but you still got to deal with Rashawn Gary. But this defense has shown me all year long. They just don't give up the huge plays, that being Michigan. So you're going to have to find a way to create some offense, in my opinion. Yeah, you're going to have to find a way. But at the same time, you know, this is a it's a Michigan defense that really, you know, when you look at the numbers, Matt, when you look at everything, you know, they're the number one defense in the country. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what I watched last weekend, what I watched them go up against Indiana, and I saw Stevie Scott gashing them on plays, and I saw Peyton Ramsey have time and moving the pocket around and being able to throw down the field. Now, listen, that could simply be that Michigan was looking ahead. Yep. And we could also look at the Maryland in game say and say thing. the same exact yep. thing, that Ohio State was looking ahead to Michigan, Michigan could be looking to yep. looking forward to Ohio State, and so. But when I watched Michigan last week take on Indiana and go up against the Hoosiers, Stevie Scott was getting a bunch of yards. Man, he was doing everything on the ground mm -hmm. that he wanted to. Peyton Ramsey had time back there, especially once once Winovich went out of the game. He had a couple of silly throws that led to interceptions, which led to Michigan points. But you just never know. And so for me, watching this offense and knowing that you have number seven back there, you got Dwayne Haskins then I think there's there's obviously a shot because this kid is a winner. We yeah, talked about I, it so much, dropped into the game last year, having to go out and win this game. Yeah, now it's did. your time. It's your time, Dwayne. Yep. Step up and understand that this is the best defense yeah. in the country. It's your time. If you want people, you want the all eyes on you, you want all eyes on Ohio State, mm -hmm. this is the biggest game of the year. No you doubt about it. you got to step up. No doubt about it. I just wanted to look this up, Beam, because, look, they're only giving up 13 and a half points a game. Yeah. And I thought you made a great point because Indiana did get after them a little bit. Um, so who knows what was going on with them last week? I think they're they, they going to be so ready to go. 
so laser focused. They're going to try to erase this last 15 years of not being able to beat Ohio State. Coming down the last time this team was down here, you had the JT yardage mark or whatever it was. Curtis Samuel this goes in. Short. <laughs> exactly, right? The spot so, no, was good. They're still number one in total defense, okay? Yep. Still number one total defense, so you got to respect what they are able to do. But you bring up the great point, man. With number seven back there, he has shown that he can throw balls into tight windows. He's shown last week that he can use it with his legs every once in a while. He can get this thing done. All right, we got to take a quick second here because you and I will get into this Karan Higdon thing and whether it's a big deal or not. I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you'll never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the, excuse me, gives you the live TV you love, only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven day free trial. Locked on listeners can get their seven day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right. So Karan Hayden yesterday was at the podium. Who was he with? I don't I don't know who I don't know who he was with. Either way, that's not the story. No. So Karan Higdon was asked, Are you willing, and I'm paraphrasing here, it was it's something like this. To guarantee a win like Harbaugh did, I believe in what, eighty six back in the eighties, whenever he was quarterback. And Karan Higdon said this. First of all, would you go as far as Jim Harbaugh did and guarantee that Michigan would be Ohio State? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. That's that's how I feel. I I, I believe firmly in my brothers and this team and this coaching staff. Um, and as a captain, I'll take that stand. Why not? So, to me... He didn't have to take that route. He could have said that final part of that answer without the yeah would have been what I would have said. Now, I understand a lot of people are viewing this as a what was he supposed to say type of deal. For me, I can't get there because he had an opportunity to say, look, I'm going to ride with my dogs. I'm confident in what we can do, and we feel very good about the game. He didn't, in my mind, have to go as far as saying, yeah, we're going to win the game. That, to me, is a guarantee because the question was – Will you guarantee a win like your former coach did? And he said, yeah. So I don't know where you're at with this. If I was a Michigan fan, I wouldn't love this just because all the pressure's on us anyway. Right. Ohio State doesn't have any type of pressure because everyone's expecting Michigan to win this game. Vegas is expecting them to win the game. And when you watch Michigan all year long, you watch Ohio State, I think your eyeballs are telling you Michigan right now is the better team. So all I'm saying is if I was a Michigan fan, I was his teammate, I'd be like, bruh, stop. Come on. Right. I love the last part of the answer. I love it. But I love the trip on his shoulder as well. I just don't think that he needed to say the yeah part, we're going to win the game. And listen, I mean, this this happens all the time where, you know, journalists are smart. Journalists are smart in the way that they ask their questions. It's very formulated. And so you put Karan Higdon in a spot like that. You know, I, I think I'm taking the other side of the fence, Maddie, because it's human instinct to think, all right, it's the game. We're Michigan. We're going to go down to the horseshoe. And listen, those guys think that. Come on. You know, both teams think that mm-hmm. they're going to just rub the other other team's nose in it all day long. Like, that's just the way it is. You right. ask anyone from Ohio State, yep. they're going to say the same thing. You ask anyone from Michigan, they're going to say the same thing. I agree. And so when you look at this and you really dial it in, what Karan Higdon said, I don't have a problem with it, man. 
It's a rivalry. It's the, the biggest game in college football. I get it. And so when this reporter asks a question, would you go as far to guarantee a win as, you know, Jim Harbaugh did? Like, I think if he stands up there and says, like, no, you know, I don't. But he I doesn't wouldn't. have to say no, Beam. He doesn't have to say no. He could have said what he said at the end. Sure. Like, said, I, I have faith in, we're gonna I have go faith in my guys. Faith in my guys. We're going to put it all out on the field. We feel really good about where we are as a team. Sure, and I understand that. But then you look at a, you know, a fact that you know, this game comes with so much added juice it and does. so much added energy. And so when you're on the spot there and you're the best Michigan team that you've had in years, you yeah. know, I mean, they're, no, they're looking a for a college football playoff. A birth, national right? championship this is, is what's on their mind. Yeah, this, yep. is, this is not – it's not one and two of 06. It's not <laughs> right. two versus three a yep. few years ago. But Michigan right now yeah, controls what they can control. Exactly. And right now they're in the college football playoff good. if they win. And as they should be. Right. Their last loss came the first week of the season to, yeah. to Notre Dame. Right. And newsflash, Notre Dame's getting in the college football playoff. All right? So that's a pretty good loss. I owe them an apology. Yeah, I do that's owe fine. them an apology because I, I called them fake good on Friday. But – all right, so you know I'm fine with what Karan Higdon mm-hmm. said, but you have to understand that from an Ohio State standpoint, yeah. that is all the bulletin board material My goodness. in the world. You took every me right locker, where I wanted to go. Every locker, every just, locker yeah. room. Yeah, I do. If I'm urban and in the weight room, that's playing on a loop. On you can just hear it all week long because that's the motivation this team needs. They needed something yeah. like this to put a jolt in them because you're right, man. I mean, Michigan, and they have every right to feel the way they feel coming into this game, right? Because when you look at what their record is, and like you mentioned, Notre Dame sitting in that slot in the college football playoff right now. The rankings come out again tonight. We'll react to those a little bit tomorrow. I don't think there's going to be much change. Uh, but Beam, no, they have every right to feel that way. And it's just funny because how it hits certain people. It hit me differently. And I'm only saying if I was a Michigan fan, I don't sure. care now because of, we're just in the media. We're I, Look, I, I love stuff like this during yeah, rivalry love week. I'm Fantastic. just saying, if I was a teammate, if I'm a Michigan fan, you don't want to give Ohio State the wounded dog any more reason to get up and feel alive. <laughs> yeah, first time in 51 games this team has been an underdog. First time in the urban era exactly. since, since the Alabama Ohio game, State right? has all the fuel they should need outside of still having maybe some slim chance to get in college football playoff and winning the Big Ten. This is just more fuel in the tank. And I love it, man. It's great. You and I love stuff like this and professional sports in college. I love when guys talk a little bit of trash because that's what sports is all about. Uh, we don't live in this world being where trash talk doesn't exist. I think some people just try to wrap their minds and these guys are all friends. These guys, these guys are all good guys. No, I don't want my athletes to be like that. I want these cats to have some edge. I want them to have some swagger. I don't need it from everybody. I want them to have the hate. Exactly. We want to have some hate. Um, did you see this from uh, Captain America? Go ahead. Tom Brady got in on this too yesterday a little bit too. This coming from Mike Reese. He covers, uh, I believe, the Patriots for ESPN. And he has... Uh, uh, someone asked, I think Kirk and Callahan asked Tom Brady about Michigan in the Ohio State game. He said, I've lost too many years of bets to Ohio State guys, Michigan State guys, but this is our year, baby. They have a great chance of going into the horseshoe. I think we're going to kick their butt. All right, there you go. Captain America, the guy who uh, only played one season for Michigan and then uh, <laughs> you know, has uh, the most Super Bowl rings of any quarterback, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, you didn't perform at a college level. You can do it in the pros. What can you offer for this rivalry I know, game? No, I, I, I can't you know, slam anything of on Tom Brady. Not. That guy's uh, got it going. But listen, man. This is what it's supposed to be. Yes. And if you're in the NFL, if you're a player from Ohio State and you got buddies and you got teammates yeah. in that locker room or players from Michigan, right. this is your week. We need you something enjoy, from Michael Thomas. You enjoy 
this, man. This is what it's about. Yes. Everyone you know, yeah. any Michigan fans that you know, any Ohio State fans that you know, right. you get those two in a room together this week, and it's just chirp, 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 All chirp, day. chirp. Michigan, yeah, we come in. We're the big bad dogs, man. All right, we're some wolves. We're looking to get fed. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio State fans come back with like, oh, okay, that's cool. You haven't won a national championship since World War II. That's cool, man. Right. Put that on your mantle. That yeah. thing doesn't even count anymore. And so you look at this, man, and that's why you love rivalry week because everybody can chime in until that game kicks off on Saturday both sides are going to be right and there's only one side who's going to be right when they walk out of that game about four what four o'clock 345 on Saturday yeah when that thing gets really tense and tight I mean it's going to be it's going to be something special it's going to be on and popping we're going to come back here in a second um Colin Cowherd dropped a little bomb on his show yesterday and we're going to play a three-minute clip from a former quarterback Rex Curran. He, joined, he was on Carpenter and Roth yesterday. He told a good story. Pretty funny story about Woody Hayes. Uh, we'll get into that next, but Bean's going to let you know about Sling TV. Yeah, Matt, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you loved, except it's only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, if you listen to this fine program, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so you and I have addressed this at length time and time again. We had Austin Ward from Letterman Row on mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and he talked about um, he was part of that, you know, the four guys that were in that group. Sure. Uh, when Urban released that story, not Ur- he allowed them to release a story about his health and how serious that is. And you and I walked away from that, and we kind of heard it in Austin's voice. That, serious stuff. Uh, it's very serious, and I think you're with me that we don't expect Urban to be back next year. And it's going to be health-related, and I think if he beats Michigan, uh, that'll definitely be <clears throat> allow him to walk away he can walk away at his own you know he can walk away whenever he wants I'm just saying can, when yeah. you beat Michigan and you have that record against him going undefeated that's definitely going to be a sweet way to go out so Colin Cowherd you guys all know him uh, he said on his show yesterday that two separate sources have told me this weekend Urban Meyer is done after this year he's going to retire from football so we've got so many breadcrumbs that are going to lead um, probably to a full loaf of bread at the end of the season yeah. beam and I look I it's not going to surprise me. I think a lot of Buckeye fans should just kind of get their bodies ready for this breaking news that's probably going to happen shortly after the season concludes, probably right after the bowl game. And that's going to be something when it does happen. It's going to be a historical press conference. And look, you're going to lose um, one of the all-time great coaches in college football history. So no, I, I it's not going to surprise me at all when we come to that. I think the more interesting thing is going to be following that what other dominoes are going to fall? Is Ryan Day going to take the gig? Is Dwayne going to leave? Is Tate going to leave? Like all that stuff. What's Greg Schiano's future going to look like? I've been saying this for a long time. I think we're going to be in for a heck of an interesting offseason here in Columbus uh, in regards to the Ohio State football team. I really believe that. Yeah, I do too. It's just you look at this team and you look at Urban Meyer and you know you go back to Saturday's game against Maryland. Look how many times that you know Fox showed him on the sidelines grasping his head. Uh, Ohio State was once in a, a huddle and he's over there on the sideline not even looking at the huddle, hands on his knees, uh, bending down on the ground. And then 
you know, you read this Pete Thamel story uh, who came out, what was it, from Yahoo, I believe. He did a did mm-hmm. a full-length, you know, piece on Urban and his health and everything. And so, yeah, you're right. You know, there's breadcrumbs everywhere when you look at this. And listen, Urban Meyer has done so much for Ohio State. He's a three-time national champion. He's one of the greatest college football coaches that had time. This guy can walk away whenever he damn well chooses to. And so, you know, that's what we've been saying. has been consistent on this show, Maddie. Like, if I'm a guy with, you know, I don't know, $40 million or whatever Urban Meyer has, right. you know, enough money to obviously last a lifetime and, you know, help the kids out, help the grandkids mm-hmm. out, at what point does it become worth your life, you know? And yeah. so you think about this and, you know, wanting to spend time with your family and everything. It's just, I, I don't think anything would be worth it. I mean, I don't care if you're making $100 million a year and you enjoy every single day. Uh, every single day is the best day of your life, right. man. You still have to go to work and, you know, put this put this grind time in. Uh, and so it's going to be so interesting to watch this offseason. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's so many breadcrumbs. Austin Ward, you could hear the tone in his voice. How serious was it? Now you have people, you know, coming out writing stories about his health. You got mm-hmm. Colin Cowherd out there who's saying that. And those guys don't put it out for any reason. No. You know, those guys, yeah. they they've they've got plugs. They've Absolutely, got sources. They they've do. got a name. Yeah, to they're protect. dialed in. They're yeah. dialed in. So they're hearing that stuff from very credible people. And uh, no, I don't think it's just shocking anyway. All right, I wanted to play this. We got a, about a three and a half minute story here from Rex Curran, College Football Hall of Famer, uh, part of the. 68 national championship team here at Ohio State. Here's a, he was on Carpenter and Roth, and you can hear him noon to three uh, every day here on the fan. Um, it, it's just funny, man, when you just think about the history of Ohio State, all the legends that have come through here, coaches, players, all of that. Here's an interesting story. He was asked about his time uh, when he was playing basketball and football at the same time. Uh, my freshman year, uh, at the end of uh, freshman football, uh, went into freshman basketball, and was a starter on the freshman basketball team, and then at the end of Anthony, uh, at the end of uh, spring practice, I had noticed that I had a real lingering. I thought it was a hamstring pull, and uh, eventually one day I was unable to get out of bed, and I told my college roommate Dave Cheney, I said, "Gee, you got to get a hold of Ernie Biggs, our trainer." I said, "You know, I." I really can't move, and uh, we found out at that point in time that I had a ruptured disc in my back, and I had to go through, you know, tests to confirm that, and it was confirmed, and in July, I had back surgery, and 45 days later, I suited up for the football team, and then all of a sudden, the next thing uh we know as a football team, we're going to the Rose Bowl and we're going to play for the national championship in the Rose Bowl in January 1, 69. And at the end of that game, uh, well, prior to that game, before we went to Pasadena, uh, we went to French Fieldhouse and uh, our first day back, all of us were so excited and Woody was excited. And in fact, Woody was so excited, one of our uh, teammate said, Coach, can we go to Pasadena early and acclimate ourselves to the weather? And Woody said, ah, that's a great idea, but you know what? We're not allowed to do that. The Big Ten won't allow us to go out. So when we showed up, Anthony inside, Woody had turned the temperature up to 97, <laughs> 98 degrees in the field house, and everybody started getting real anxious, and uh, Woody said to our quarterback coach, he said, hey, George, you bring your quarterbacks over here and let them hit the tackling dummy. Oh. So I went up, and I hadn't hit the tackling dummy since my freshman year, so I went in, and I was the first quarterback to hit it, and uh, I hit it and 
slid down, and Woody ran up and said, Rex, Rex, what's wrong? I said, Coach, I think I dislocated my shoulder. He goes, he goes, oh, he goes, Ernie, Ernie, get over here. Get over here. And uh, Ernie came over and uh, asked me what happened. I said, Ernie, think I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> he goes, uh, popped it back in. He said, yep, coach, kid, kid popped his shoulder out. And uh, so Woody looked up and uh, in full uh, Woody Hayes, I said, well, that's enough for you quarterbacks today for hitting a tackling dummy. Uh, Move it over and let the other guys hit it. And so uh, I went out and played in the Rose Bowl and had a special apparatus on my arm. And uh, at the end of the third quarter in the Rose Bowl, I dislocated it again. And when I came back to Columbus, basketball was already in full swing and you know, in a matter of about nine months, I'd had a back surgery and I was facing shoulder surgery. And uh, I never did get the opportunity to play for Fred Taylor, which uh, I, I really would have loved to have done. So a really cool story there, man. And uh, for those of you who are wondering you what had that to be little qu- silence. You had to be, uh, <laughs> quick on the dump button there yesterday, huh? I good old Rexy is uh, out there slinging yeah. out S words. He's not really up to date on the FCC <laughs> rules and regulations here at radio, but it's all good. I had his back. I dumped it out of there. That's right. Pretty funny story, right? We talk about Woody Hayes and his reaction there. And man, he's one of the uh, more popular sports figures in Ohio State history. We're talking about bringing a national championship, playing quarterback, playing basketball, all that stuff. Just wanted to throw that in there for you guys. I know it's a it's a fun week with Ohio State um, history and all that good stuff. So no. Uh, what do you got going on the rest of the day? You got a show tonight? No, I got nothing tonight. We have Ohio State basketball. They're I'm on their back. Are you? You're yeah, gonna go I'm over going there? Tonight. All right, love it. Support this basketball team. But yeah, man, it should be a uh, should be a good game tonight. Ohio State rolling. Uh, just with a big win against Creighton last week. We talk about it. Luther Muhammad step up again, big My fella. Guy. Uh but yeah, other than that, I got I got nothing going on, man. It's a nice Playing little low. Tuesday. I have to bust out some thrones again, get me in that holiday mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah, man. See what happens. All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow and uh I think we've got a special guest locked in for tomorrow. You guys may have heard of him. Uh, played on the offensive side of the ball. We'll Ooh. just leave it at that. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bug Guys podcast.